Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Each week we do two new shows updating you on the latest happenings in Las Vegas and we combine them into this podcast we hope you enjoy. On this week's show, we talk all about the end of the Mirage and Hard Rock's takeover. When will they be taking over the Mirage? What's going to happen to comps? A lot of other stuff you don't want to miss that. Plus, Formula One is having craziness with their ticket sales, but you won't believe how much hotel rates are. It's quite insane. Tillman Fertitta has taken a 6% ownership stake in win, making him the second largest shareholder. After his recent strip casino approval, what does that all mean? Tons of other stuff, including the hottest pizza in Vegas, the anime music festival, and record room prices in Vegas. This was a big news week, so we covered a lot, so stick around. If you like this show, you can find everything we do, Vegas-related posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a huge favor, leave us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people, helps us with the algorithm, and we definitely appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, how was your weekend? Yeah, you know, I said go green a couple times last week, and uh, we did not pull it out, which somewhat expected this year, not the, the best team. And then a couple Spartans uh, in, the lo- in, in the locker room afterwards acted a fool, which is uh, disappointing, but... You know, it's sad to see, but we, we move on. Well, I have something to cheer you up. The International Anime Festival is coming to Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Imagine all your virtual YouTubers, Vocaloids, I guess, computer-generated singers, AI, anime, everything coming to Las Vegas. So Exciting. is it like virtual singers? So it's like T-Pain, like auto-tune? I don't, I don't know what this <laughs> is. I don't know what it is. Like It says this is the first time popular virtually generated animated YouTubers and virtual singers with computer-generated voices appear on stage together. So people are going to like go sit in an audience and watch a video, basically like a YouTube video that they make, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they'll have like holograms. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Mark, the big news of the week kind of contradicts something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, Hard Rock International had said that when they take control of uh, Mirage, that the the name would stay the same for a while, that it would take a time to transition. But MGM sent out an email to people who are staying, and Travel Ruby is the one who broke this, basically saying that December 19th is the day that uh, Mirage goes away, Hard Rock Las Vegas comes in. It seems like the name is going to change then. That's when the sale is going to be complete. The time is ticking. Yeah, nothing like adding a little bit of uh, stress on your workforce right before the holidays. I, <laughs> the time, <laughs> the timing of it seems weird. One, I, you know, why not drag this out a bit? You're not ready. You don't have the guitar even started or anything. Maybe just they don't want to pay the licensing fees or, or whatever is associated with that. But I would wait until after the first of the year, maybe get through the holiday season, New Year's, which is always kind of a bigger, bigger thing in Vegas and, and wait for that to pick, you know, January is kind of dead. So you could do it like, you know, first week of January or something. This just seems the timing seems a little bit weird. I'm guessing it has something to do with saving money somehow, uh, you know, doing it before the end of the year or a tax write off type of thing or something along those lines. I'm guessing that that's just when the sale changes and the name is going to change. I don't know that they're going to tear down anything before that date, uh, but it was sort of uh, letting people know that the rewards program is not going to be there. Everything is going to have changed over. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the mixed messages here because they basically said, or maybe I misunderstood the press release saying that it was going to be a couple years before they changed the name. But the other thing I saw this week is that a rumor that the Formula One is pressuring Hard Rock to hold off on construction of the volcano and the guitar tower till after the Formula One race. Do you think Hard Rock would like do their whole timeline based on what no. Formula One wants? Yeah, why would you hold I'd off? I give them the middle finger the and saying, yeah, <laughs> good luck. It, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to work out well for Formula. One. And how, you know, like, how arrogant are you that you would even ask that a company to delay their timeline for your, you know, two day race or three day race or whatever? Seems a bit crazy, foolish. Uh, hopefully, it's not true. But yeah, I, I wonder what they'll do with if you had like a comp room through MGM booked for like beginning of next year. Are they going to honor it? What are they going to do with that? Is are people going to have to rebook elsewhere? Maybe MGM will step up and say. Hey, we'll we'll take your booking. We'll move you to a better property or a different property, something along those lines. That would be my guess. I haven't seen any data points with that, but uh, yeah, this is a big piece of news that people have been waiting for forever. When will Mirage be owned by Hard Rock International? That will be in December, and apparently the name is going to change. We'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, I'm not. I'm expecting they weren't expecting this to come out. This was like an email to customers, so it wasn't a formal announcement. So we'll, we'll let you guys know any more information. We also got, there's so much big news this week. The Las Vegas A's are back on. No, maybe not. I don't know. But the uh, commissioner of MLB basically said he's losing hope that they'll be able to stay in Oakland, uh, that they'll be able to make a deal, and that Las Vegas uh, is probably going to happen. Or, you know, he sort of hinted at that. But he did say that the one major obstacle, or at least sources are saying one major obstacle, is the public financing. That the A's will not come here without public financing. That they will consider other cities beyond Las Vegas so good news in the Las Vegas A's saga, but I don't think there's any desire for public money. The LVCBA has said there might be other ways to generate money, like they get a rebate back on taxes that are generated in the stadium district. So like you buy a soda at the stadium, because they're generating revenue, the team gets part of that or the stadium gets part of that. So there's other ways other than tax, like a room tax to raise the, the revenue. But I don't know. Do you think people are going to pay for this A's stadium? I'm so tired of this with, you know, pro sports with billionaire owners getting handouts from cities that, and there's been proven time and time again that it never ends up working out in the, you know, better for the city. Like they say they bring jobs and they bring more tax money and all that stuff, but it never gets offset. So, and they're already billionaires and the A's owner ownership is notoriously cheap. So I wouldn't give them anything, maybe like a discount on the taxes that, you know, cause they're bringing, that's still bringing in more money to the, to the city. And, you know, it's cutting the costs of the uh, baseball team. I could see something like that, like, you know, maybe d cheaper property taxes for 20 years or whatever it be. I could see things like that. But any money up front, I would not do. You're never going to get it back. And you already have enough sports teams. <laughs> I don't think you need another one jammed in there somewhere. We want, a, we want one of each. We want one of you want to be so. Detroit. I get it. Everybody wants to be Detroit. We but. want one of every. Hey, we're actually bigger than Detroit. So like population wise. So we're bigger than a lot of major cities in the country now. But yeah, I, I don't think that we need to like contort ourselves in order to, to get a team. They did say that the Coliseum just isn't viable anymore, um, that they don't want to be in the Coliseum in five years, uh, that economically it's not working. The building isn't working. None of that's working. So the A's are going somewhere, it seems like, if they can't get that $12 billion stadium thing approved. I guess there's a whole shakeup in the city council. So it's still a mess. But I think uh, this is probably the most likely at this point that it's ever been that the athletics are coming to Las Vegas. So uh, we'll see how that goes. The two rumored final sites were the Tropicana and that Las Vegas Festival ground sites where the Where We Are Young Festival happened this last couple weeks on Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. But that's not confirmed either. So... We'll let you guys know uh, as it goes on. So did you see that MGM, uh, they took over Cosmo. Cosmo's been one of the most like 
friendly towards like YouTubers, vloggers, or just people in their casino filming their slot play. You know, they allow you to film your slot play. If you walk through the casino there, you see a lot of people filming. It sort of became a thing. MGM has decided that they're going to do away with that. They're going to say no more filming unless you're approved by them. And then Vital Vegas was reporting that they have an influencer advisory team. Basically, it seems like MGM wants to only allow you know, their own influencers to film. And then they want to take a cut of the revenue from that. And I don't know, it just How seems cheap. like this is corporatism at its worst. <laughs> like this is free marketing for them. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess it's their right. But uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think, you know, Cosmo did it the right way as far as encouraging people to come in. I think Circa does something similar along those lines, encourages people to come in because that's more views. You know, people get more excited to go visit there if their favorite vlogger or influencer or whatever goes to Cosmo all the time. They're going to want to go check out Cosmo if they've never been or it puts it in a better light. I understand, you know, there's rumors that some people have taken advantage of that and, and kind of schemed people out of money to say, hey, I'll take you to Cosmo and show you the best slots or whatever. So I get wanting to fight against that. You don't want your customers to get taken advantage of. So I don't mind having them like where you have to apply or or maybe fill out a form or talk to them or whatever. That's fine. But if you're going to take some money and extremely limit it, and take money out of the pockets of of people that are trying to promote your brand. I think that's a little you know disingenuous, and it's it's super cheap and sounds terrible. So I, I get part of it if they push it all the way, then it's it's pretty shady. As someone who's filmed in a lot of uh, casinos, you know I, I I sort of understand this. I've always had a contentious relationship uh, with the casinos, and I'm sure most YouTubers, vloggers, uh, influencers. Uh, I hate all those words, but uh, they all uh, do that. But I wonder if like our audience, I wonder if people out there are actually filming their slot play. I could actually see it just being a fun thing to do, right? Remember that time in Vegas, you know. Hopefully you got a bonus or I like to, you know, sometimes film bonuses for the RB roll um, just on, on slot machines. I don't tend to film like the whole session, like some of the slot channels, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. But I wonder how many people are doing that. Like how many regular people that are not, you know, don't have a YouTube channel or something. So let us know in the comments. I'd like to know how many people are doing it and how it affects you. Yeah. I see a lot of regular people on Twitter doing that, you know, even if it's like, if they're playing uh, poker and they get you know, four out of five cards for a straight flush, they'll film it, you know, before they push it, they see if they hit that fifth one and then share it when they do and stuff. So if they're going to really crack down on that type of stuff, then this is just, they jumped the shark and went uh, all crazy. So, and then are they going to extend it to other places? Why is Cosmo the one that's really coming out strong with this? That's why it's all kind of strange and weird. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think that's still technically their policy that their other properties is the same as no filming. So they're just really extending it there. But this whole influencer team thing is weird. This whole asking profit sharing, which is, again, it's from Vital Vegas, so it's not something the company has announced. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. And I know, you know, it's sort of like inside baseball here because, <laughs> you know, you know me and security guards at casinos. I, uh, I, I love them. So this is just good news because uh, I do like to film yeah. at Cosmo. Good news for me. Uh, and uh, what's the guy's name out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, <laughs> Bob, out like Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my good fan, Bob. Did you see that sports books might lose $72.6 million uh, to one better on the World Series? Uh, they this guy, this like, what is he, a mattress furniture store owner? Uh, he from Texas, from Houston, he runs these promotions where he offers like rebates back to his customers and he basically insures it with a bet on the Astros or multiple bets on the Astros. So he has, he's going to win like $72 million, but he's going to rebate most of that money back to his customers. If the Astros win, if they lose, then, you know, he used that his $10 million that he's bet 
as sort of uh, his payment on that insurance. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. The sports books are on the hook for a lot. <laughs> my mind is blown that uh, you know a, a mattress company makes this kind of money or has these kind of sales. Because if they don't, you know, he bought it as insurance, and as they, you know, won more and more and went deeper and deeper, more people came in, and I guess like the the week of the the pennant or whatever, people were still coming in, and then they had to shut down the deal because when they're only a few wins away from potentially pulling it off. Why wouldn't you, if you need a new mattress, go to that mattress place and and do it? Did he jack up the prices for this? Like, even if they don't pull it off, he loses $10 million. Did you get enough sales to offset that $10 million uh, bet? I know it's insurance. So he's almost probably better off if they do win and he has to pay people out versus if they don't. But I don't know. I didn't think the markup on, on furniture was that that high. Every time yeah, I go to a mattress store, it's empty. <laughs> well, you know what they say about mat- empty mattress stores. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it seems like, so the last two days of the promotion, so at first it was double your money back. So you buy $3,000 worth of furniture. If the Astros win, you get $6,000 back. Uh, Then they went down to just, you get your money back uh, because it was too much. In the last two days of the promotion, they did $16 million in sales, but that doesn't say what they did throughout the promotion. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just throwing all of his his profit away. Maybe he just sees this as good marketing. Um, But, you know, obviously I think for him, the good story would be to win because he's handing out all of that uh, money. All right, so the last story, and this is another big story, is that record room prices uh, happened in September of this year. The biggest room price ever. Average daily room rate, 187.18. That's the highest since April, which was like 176.97. And uh, the rates on the strip, 199.49 in September. There were a ton of events. You know, the Raiders coming. There was uh, all kinds of stuff going on. I think the Canelo Alvarez fight. Man, people, when are people going to stop paying this? Like, I, I, the article we talked, I, I read, this talks about like, at what point does these high prices does it erode the sense that people have that Vegas is some sort of a value destination or that you get value when you visit Las Vegas? Yeah, that scared me. Like, if there people are just okay paying the prices and it becomes a New York or San Francisco where high prices are expected, you know, you don't get the the same type of service and stuff that you might get other places right now in Vegas. So the budget friendly thing always worked and you know they they played up to that but drink prices are getting out of hand room prices it's hard to get you know reservations food prices are getting uh, up there as well those those deals the shrimp cocktail deals and stuff like that are have been going away over the years so maybe this is the future and i think they'll lose some people and some people will be okay with that because they want the riffraff out or the people that are just coming to you know for a cheap vacation and not spending any money, you know. But at what point does it become a bad thing? So we'll, we'll have to see. But that is scary for sure. Yeah, you're right. It depends on the market. There's tons of people who come here. They pay more than that. They're actually coming here for a high end experience, and that's why we've gotten all these new hotels like Resorts World, and we have all these hotels like Cosmo and Wynn. And you know, these are luxury sort of experiences. But Las Vegas also was you know the place that you could get cheap hotel room at the Flamingo that was pretty decent and have a really good time. And uh, that seems like those are going away. I've been looking at like rates for November, December, which are typically very low, like the end after Thanksgiving, the first couple weeks of December. And those are really high right now. I don't know if the casinos are just keeping them high, um, hoping that, uh, you know, to capture the higher rates and then they'll lower them as they get closer. That does seem to be happening. Like if you're booking last minute, I've noticed midweek rates are tend to go down at the last minute, but they're not down in advance. So yeah, it's interesting, but like time and time again, like, record numbers, record numbers, gambling revenue was a billion dollars again. Like we're in a time where Las Vegas is still like printing money. So yeah, don't expect the experience to get better. Don't expect uh, it to get any cheaper. 
But uh, I guess if you're going to pay that much money, hopefully you get to stay in a nice hotel and not uh, probably won't be clean. One of those dumpy ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's the problem. Like you're charging more, but you're getting less, and that's where I, you know, if you want to be, if you want to push the prices up, then make sure the experience is great. If you're getting cut from both sides, you know that that's just sting. So hopefully people stop going. I guess I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to affect this, but. We need one of the two to break. Like people to start complaining a lot and stop going because of the services aren't as good, or people to stop going because they don't want to pay that much, and you know the prices to come down. But I don't see that happening. Any t- I thought it would have started happening by now, so I don't know when it's going to happen if it does at all. So, Mark, your favorite pizza place in Las Vegas, Evil Pie, has announced the spiciest pizza. I know you just ate the spiciest like gummy bear in the world. Didn't you just do that challenge? So are you ready to take on this uh, pizza? Yeah, I did. it's the world hottest gummy bear. Please give it the uh, proper, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what it deserves. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, what was it, 9 million uh, Scoville or whatever it's called level. Yeah, the the Reaper sauce or Carolina Reaper. I think it's 2 million. So this, this would be nothing. I mean... I did the gummy bear. You know, I could do this pizza easy. What do you think? I mean, it's called the Reaper pizza. It's made with hot willy habanero base, Carolina Reaper oil. So that's what's giving it its heat. Then red pepper infused mozzarella, sliced habaneros, and chorizo. It all sounds good. I actually wouldn't mind having this without the, the you know, the Carolina Reaper. And then they there. light it on fire. But, I mean, the, the big thing is, will it taste frozen and nasty like the last time we ate at Evil Pie? That's Ooh, my, uh, yeah. my concern. <laughs> That's true. Like, they, they let me down big time uh, last last trip. And you know what I was really upset about in the video is that back area bar was open. And I've been there three, four times, and it's never been open whenever I've been there. So I was very jealous that some people got to sit at that back bar. Yeah, it's uh, that back bar area is nice. Hopefully they have uh, the bathrooms handy for everyone. We have a lot of news to cover. Earlier this week, we already did a show where we covered tons of news, including Mirage's quote-unquote death date, the date that it's most likely going to switch over from MGM Resorts uh, to Hard Rock. We'll cover some updates a little bit later on, but make sure to check out that uh, video from earlier in the week because we had a ton of news that we covered. But just after we recorded that, we uh, found out that Tillman Fertitta has taken a 6% ownership stake in Wynn Resorts. Now, Wynn Resorts, they have their properties in Vegas, uh, obviously uh, in Boston as well, but their big business is in Macau. Um, and they've, uh, you know, they've been struggling their stock, everything because of all the stuff going on in China. But he took a 6% stake. He's now the second biggest stakeholder behind only Elaine Wynn, who is Steve Wynn's uh, spouse, who co-founded the company with him. And they've been divorced. Steve Wynn divested himself completely. So he owns none of Wynn Resorts. And this comes right after Tillman Fertitta said he's going to build a brand new strip casino on the South. We covered that a couple weeks ago. So this guy owns, what, Landry's, all the Golden Nuggets, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, the Houston Rockets, tons of casinos. And now he's taking an interest in win. Yeah, and I, I find this interesting. You know, maybe he's doing like some day trading and trying to, to buy cheap and sell high and then build his Cosmo uh, knockoff, his uh, silver nugget, you know, with the, with the profits I don't know, or a long-term investment. I'm not sure. It just seems... Doesn't it kind of seem weird that somebody that owns a casino can own a part of another casino brand? You know, I know it's, you know, a public company and all that, but it just seems kind of strange. It is strange. My only thoughts are, could we be moving towards some sort of a merger or a buyout? Uh, I don't know. This is completely, you know, speculative, but his holdings in Win are $403.3 million as of the day they disclosed it. So it's a significant investment, 6% in Win Resorts. Their stock is way down because of all the Macau stuff. And, you know, long term, I think most people think that it will rebound pretty well. So it could just be a good value opportunity. Um, but certainly it's going to create some 
synergy. He's going to have more say than uh, just about any other shareholder as far as at least a voice in win going forward. And then, yeah, as you say, he owns this big gaming company building another strip property. Maybe his eye is eventually integrating those things. I don't know. That's complete speculation, but uh, he definitely is going to become... (laughs) <laughs> there you go. The wind nugget on the South Strip coming <laughs> to the South Strip. No doubt Tillman Fertitta, though, is a big player. You know, he's trying to outdo his cousins uh, from Station Casinos with all their properties that they're building. So, yeah, I mean, if he if he wants to be a player and win or or if it was a combination, it would be kind of interesting to see, you know, because Steve Wynn's gone and that was kind of the visionary of that company. So I do think, some, you know, that's a void that has been filled, you know, keeping it going kind of like Apple with Tim Cook. I don't know if I'm going to upset Apple people, but, you know, he's not Steve Jobs coming out with new, unique stuff. He's just trying to, like, fine tune what was already there and, and make as much profit as possible. So maybe another visionary stepping in if that were the case i don't think it will be but if it were that would be kind of cool yeah let us know in the comments what you think about this do you think he's going to make a move just a good investment uh, does this uh, change things given his recent announcement of that south strip casino let us know down in the comments now let's talk formula one the tickets went on sale earlier this week for american express card holders uh, as we're recording this the tickets went on sale for those people that paid the 777 and then the public sale will be November 5th. Tickets went really, really quickly. Those $500 tickets were for standing room only, and it went up from there. So imagine uh, the, not a great value. Also not a great value are hotel prices. This week, we finally saw Caesars and MGM release their prices. Uh, Circa did too. Are you looking forward to spending $700 a night to stay at the Excalibur? I, you know, I had some people that did the Amex early thing, and by the time they got in, there's only $2,000 tickets or $2,500 tickets. I can safely say that I hate Formula One already. Like, it's just, it, you know, the prices are insane. Insane. The hotels, what they're charging. Some aren't, like Caesars isn't even going to let you cancel. So you book and you're locked in for $2,000. You know, during COVID, like, let's happen. What, what if you get sick? What, are you just going to eat that 2000 2500 That's nuts. I just, I kind of hate everything about this. The way that they're trying to dictate what, what people do on the strip or what they build or when they build. Uh, you know, they can move on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about some of these prices. So as I said, uh, Excalibur is crazy, but it gets crazier from there. Bally's $849 a night. Caesars Palace, $17.19 a night. As you point out, all of Caesars properties are non-refundable bookings with the full amount due up front. So you're not only going to, you're going to pay that money now and then you can't cancel. Interest-free loan for a year. <laughs> cool. Planet Hollywood, $13.29. The Rio... Uh, and, uh, the other thing that they're doing is they're not letting you book Friday, Saturday night. So you have to book Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So they're getting an extra night out of you. So for instance, the Rio for the Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, $959 a night, which comes to $32.84 for three nights at Rio. Uh, yeah, insane. Flamingo, eight ninety nine. dollars Yeah, of course, as you would expect, Bellagio and Aria, both $1,600, $1,700. Delano, $1,500. Uh, the Luxor was the cheapest one I could find, $653 a night to stay at the uh, Luxor during that weekend. I have to think that prices are going to come down. I know that it's going to be crazy. You have to think these they're just pricing at their highest point, right, where they think maybe they'll get a little bit of money. If they can't fill up the hotels, I would hold out for a better rate personally, especially, and definitely don't book non-refundable. Yeah, I think that's the shady part of all this with the Caesars going non-refundable is they're going to get all the people that are super amped about it or just don't care about money really or, you know, or coming with a group of people like five people going to cram into a room type of thing. And they're going to grab that money up front and then they'll probably lower them 
And I have to imagine it's not going to be as hot of an item as they think it's going to be. So I think, you know, a couple weeks out, it might even get cheap, cheaper than it we'll see in a couple months. And then, you know, all these people are stuck with paying three times as much as somebody that came in late, which I think is, is just terrible. And so Caesars and so Vegas. I don't know. I Like I said, Formula One, go away. I don't, I don't need you. <laughs> now, to their credit, MGM does allow cancellations. Circa allows it. And Circa only makes you book the Friday and Saturday. Circa's like so. 10 miles away. <laughs> well, yeah, th- that's the thing is these are just the base prices, right? So if you wanted to try to get like a room that has a view of some sort, like a strip view, so you could potentially see the cars from your room. Now you're talking even more money than that. These are just the rooms with the worst views. So, yeah, keep that that in mind yeah what's a what's a cosmo balcony gonna go for you yeah know, they, that has it that you can see the race from that'd be insane yeah i mean uh, ten thousand. i don't know the cosmo is in a separate reservation system they haven't released rooms yet so uh we'll we'll see but it's gonna be i would put it above where you see bellagio which is at 1700 for the cheapest room so i think you're looking for a balcony that with strip views you know three thousand plus a night would be my guess for their initial pricing but we'll see that. Formula One's having their launch party this Saturday, November 5th on the Strip. They've already been practicing for it. Like there's been videos someone sent us on Twitter of the Formula One car racing down the Strip, which looks really cool. I think they're going to do a formal like show on November 5th. Uh, They'll have like this whole fan event and then a drone show above Caesars Palace at 6.30 p.m. And uh, they're going to introduce the drivers at 6.45. So like a whole day of festivities from 11 a.m., on to 11 p.m. where they even have an after party. So Formula One's weekend, big time here. The tickets do go on sale on Saturday. They're going to have this big fan event, everything else. So at least that's really neat uh, if you're sick of it. And then you don't have to hear anything about it for 11 months. I don't know. It just sounds like they're going to try to do like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift on the Strip with a car. (laughs) I mean, did you see that video? They basically did. Uh, So, I mean, it's cool, but it's going to just cause uh, havoc. I wouldn't go down to the Strip this Saturday unless... uh, I'm not on board. I'm all, I'm all out. All right. Well, can I throw some more shade on it? Can we fit no, it? I'm I don't moving know. on. I'm moving on. Is Chris Angel going to drive one of these cars? Is that the shade we need? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Chris Angel uh, would do a fantastic job. In his He'd make a vanish a and finish driver. last place. <laughs> all right. So Mirage, we have a couple updates on what we talked about. Uh, obviously, that was leaked information saying that Mirage name would change to Hard Rock on December 18th and that the sale would close then. It does seem like the sale is still going to close then. Uh, MGM's official guidance is it'll happen before December 31st sometime. So that holds up. Weird. Yeah. But they did clarify earlier, and we had covered this a few weeks ago. This is why it was all confusing, as I talked about on the last show. Hard Rock does have three years to use the Mirage name. So it'll be a slow transition. And they may be all the way until they build a guitar tower. We don't know how exactly the name change is going to happen. But we did learn a few other things. First off, if you have a comp booked at Mirage, it's going to be honored. So it'll be honored under new Hard Rock management, whatever you have booked. So good for that. And the other thing that they announced in this fact is that Hard Rock will be, with their Unity program, will be matching status to MGM players. So we don't know if they'll match to other programs. Hopefully they will. But Hard Rock has their national Unity program. It seems like that's what's going to launch here. And you'll get matched from MGM status. So that's really good too. So... Just a quick update on that. Also, the final thing, Mark, is they say in this question, is the volcano going away? They say there are no plans to get rid of the volcano at this time, but that's MGM saying that. We don't know when the date will be. I expect, as I've said before, Hard Rock will give us some notice. Yeah, that was a weird, uh, you know, <laughs> giving us hope and then taking it back. 
But no, I, I, you know, for the status matches, it, always remember that you can go to Atlantic City and do status matches at Hard Rock there if you want to take advantage of their status. So I imagine they would do something similar in Vegas, although Atlantic City loves status matches quite a bit more than Vegas. So who knows there? Yeah, and it's interesting. Hard Rock has different loyalty programs for some of their casinos, but they're moving towards this national unity program. It seems like that will be the program they launch based on that information. But the day that Hard Rock takes over, the new program will take over and uh, I'll put a link in the description so you can read all of the questions to get some answers if you're wondering what's going on. The XFL announced last year, or earlier this year, I guess, that Las Vegas was going to get a team. And uh, now they've announced their eight teams playing uh, for next season. It's going to happen right after the Super Bowl. February 18, 2023 is kickoff. The Las Vegas Vipers are the team that's going to happen, along with the Arlington Renegades, the DC Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, which I like, Seattle Sea Dragons, and the St. Louis Battlehawks. I like all of those names before you trash them. I like them all. And <laughs> I like the Las Vegas Vipers, although apparently Are there Vipers in Vegas? No, there's no Vipers. <laughs> yeah, it should be the Rattlesnakes or something. Good point. <laughs> the Rattlers. It should be the Las Vegas Rattlers. I don't understand what is with pro teams naming stuff that has nothing to do with the area. Like Detroit Lions, there's no Lions here. What what's the point of that? Detroit Pistons makes sense. There's Pistons and cars. I get it. You know, so why why can't they just name it after something? But how many times do we have to launch these, you know, knockoff NFL franchise things before we realize it's not good? Arena football gone. Besides Kurt Warner, uh, you know, XFL been in been in he been here and gone a couple times now. And I think they had something else for for a little bit for. Uh, a year or two that was out there. CFL, nobody cares. Like, let's just stop it, please. Now you triggered all the Canadians out there <laughs> after all of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's minor league sports. Vegas is exploding with that, right? So some of these teams will make it, some of them won't. We also have arena football uh, here as well. How are you uh, going to so, support arena football yeah. in this this knockoff well, football? I don't. The Rihanna team did pretty well. That's in the new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. So, yeah, I, I don't know that they'll all last. The really weird thing is they don't know where they're going to play yet. Uh, they can't play at Allegiant Stadium. It's too big and too expensive. Sam Boyd Stadium, where the Rebels used to play, has been closed since the Rebels moved to Allegiant, so it's not even having any events. So it looks like maybe I mean, downtown Cashman Field, where the uh, where the Las Vegas Lights play. If UNLV can afford with that horrible football team to to use the Raiders, no, they stadium, get right? they get it for free. They all they have to do oh, is pay okay. expenses. So that's part of the deal with the public financing. So they just have to pay basically to turn the lights on and everything. They don't pay rent. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. This is just weird. I mean, in dollar loan, they're they're forty seven dollar popcorn. That's how come they are doing okay, I guess. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Caesars and MGM, along with Bally's, also had earnings this week. We don't go in-depth on those here. I will say that Mark Meltzer on Twitter, uh, he's also writes for Play USA. He's really good at getting on the earnings calls and sharing tidbits, so highly recommend following him on Twitter. But basically, both companies did really well. Caesars reported record EBITDA, if I said that right, I hope. And MGM reported 93% occupancy in Q3 which is an insane number. And their average daily rate was up to like $227 a night, which was up 26% year over year. So we've talked about record prices on our last shows. Uh, room rates are records. Uh, nothing changing. The, they're still making money. Do you think of that 93% that they had uh, 93% of rooms cleaned before people walked in? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, only 89% <laughs> of the rooms were clean. So 4% of people walked into a uh, 
Yeah, to a filthy room. You got these people that want jobs that you haven't hired back from, you know, the pandemic and you're making record money. You could, one, bring them back and two, you could pay them more. So to say, oh, it's a staffing issue. I don't I don't buy it at all. You got people out there that want to work and you have the means to pay them. Just do it. And, you know, then people won't complain about paying $300 a night for a room if it's clean and looks spotless and service is good. Restaurants are staffed and open and have good food. Like if you provide all this, you can charge a premium, but they're uh, they're cutting in it from both sides, from sure. The other thing MGM did on their earnings was really like emphasize how they're changing their entire business. Obviously, they sold off MGM Growth Partners to uh, Vici, so they don't you know that that land based sale gave them a lot of cash. They got accepted for that Osaka bid for a casino. Obviously, bought Cosmo, sold Mirage, sold the Gold Strike in Tunica bought Leo Vegas, which is an online gaming arm uh, out of Europe, I believe. All of that this year. So a significant transition for this company as they have a lot of cash. They are uh, in pretty good position to sort of dominate the next phase of what they do as an operator and building in new markets like Japan. So MGM doing pretty good, at least according to them, Caesars as well. Uh, so yeah, lots of good stuff there. And the last bit of news is that Caesars is not selling a property now. They were playing with us all this time. I'm guessing they just wanted yes, too much Planet money. Yes, Planet Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Hollywood stays. I'm guessing they just wanted too much money, right? And now as the economic uncertainty happens, I would imagine prices might be falling a little bit. But Flamingo stays in the family for now. Planet Hollywood, all the others. And Cromwell, the best. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, going to do it for us this week. Let us know what you think about any of this stuff. Are you as sick of Formula One as Mark is? The earnings calls, updates on the Mirage, and Tillman Fertitta taking that big stake in Wynn Resorts. What do you think he's going to do with it? Leave us a comment. If you like what we're doing here, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And uh, like I said, leave a comment. Everything we do, mtmvegas.com. We have two shows a week. Check out the other one. We'll see you back in a few days. Thanks for watching. We need to get to 50K by the end of the year. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>